This episode of The Patch is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron sends gourmet recipes and all the fresh ingredients you need to make them right to your door. To see what's on the menu this week, visit blueapron.com. Our listeners get their first two meals free. Just go to blueapron.com slash the patch. That's blueapron.com slash the patch. This show is sponsored by NatureBox. Order great tasting, healthy snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and get in shape for summer with healthy, delicious treats like everything bagel sticks. Support this podcast and get 50% off your first month. Go to naturebox.com slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. How's it going? Welcome to the patch. The patch. This is my the first patch. patch like in three weeks. We're, what? Well, yeah. you had the panel. Doesn't that kind of count? That kind of counts. That kind of counts. Is that panel, uh, that panel is going up anywhere? Uh, I keep getting questions about it and I keep just like ignoring them because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll talk to Patrick. We'll see if it's going to go up somewhere <laughs> or live on after the fact. I mostly liked that that panel because we got to give Ryan a whole bunch of shit for getting all down on games that he's never actually played. Yeah. Well, hey, that's what I do. I professionally don't know things about games. <laughs> but I would like to say I found my pillow. So now my butt is as comfortable as your butt's. And I have half the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> we need Apparently a Ashley was double pillowing, so her butt was twice as comfortable. I'm really as short. Mine. I need all the pillows I can get. Mm-hmm. It's all about Bro. height and appearances on Besides, the set. Yeah, the more pillows I have, the more people think I'm tall. That way everyone's uh, really surprised. When maybe I'm we should just crouch. I'll just slouch. Well, it doesn't help if you do it. Oh. <laughs> Why does Clayton get mad when we God, they're all mad because we're ducking out of our shots. <laughs> well, it's Kara. Kara's going to kill us. All right, so the patch. Our the patch. weekly... I was going to say game show. Our weekly podcast about video games. It is, I guess it is it's a the right show. word. It's just yeah, the wrong word. It's a game show. Yeah, show it's about show games. Game. Um, game showing show. Show game. So I'm going to kick things off. Kick it. <laughs> um, <Me>? uh, Hearthstone, <laughs> I guess, has their has said that their first DLC or Blizzard has said their first DLC for Hearthstone is coming out this month, and it's the Curse of Five Bucks, right? Twenty five bucks, depending on how you purchase it. Uh, it's the Curse of Naxxramas, which like famously pay in money or blood. What, what do you mean, depending you on how buy you purchase it? Less wings. So if you buy, you, you, we have a breakdown here if you're watching the video buy right less now. Wings. Okay. There's five wings total, and then if you only buy, you can buy it in pieces if you want. So if you don't want to buy the whole thing, you just buy a little bit. Do wings equal flags? Do I mean, cards. Wings? I think it's, it's wings of a building, right? Like right. It's so Naxxramas fortress was a floating raid dungeon in World of Warcraft. Uh, I see. And okay. to clear it, you had to go through all of the different wings, and I, they're trying to recreate that. Okay. See, I was I was uh, hearing wings in a very different sense, like fairy wings or something. Like, yeah. oh, if you buy fewer fairy wings, then it costs less. It threw me for a loop there first. Too. Yeah. I would I would like games to start charging in fairy wings though. <laughs> You, I, I was waiting. It looked like you were going to say something. I thought right. I had something, and then I didn't. I was thinking about clapping and Tinkerbell and renewable resources. Is and that money getting anywhere? And it all just fell apart. You know, I yeah. got nothing. Sorry. So um, I agree. Fairy wings would be a great currency. <laughs> Good so, suggestion, Ashley. Just cut from that last part to this part, and it'll all make sense. Uh, so apparently, the first quarter, which is the Arachnid quarter, will be free to play during the launch event, which is the first month that it's out. Then after that, each of the remaining four wings costs seven bucks each. Or you can pay 20 bucks for the final four. Or if you miss the launch event, you pay 25 bucks for all five wings. So you see, that's what I mean, that there's okay, so variable pricing. Have I missed something? I kind of thought Hearthstone was a card game. Yeah. Is this just like new places to play? There's or be, is this a series of, do you go through a, a series of, ma- of card-based matches and this is like a, it's a, like a dungeon of instance? Right. Okay. So it's try like, to recruit an instance and you have to fight but, bosses. But if the game okay. itself is free to play, how do you get away with charging $25 for one dungeon? It's five wings, though. 
Well, I mean, they're. Does I that guess, mean five dungeons? Essentially, World of Warcraft is now free to play to a certain extent, and I mean, then you pay that's to get like further. That's like level twenty, though, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a fair amount of game that you can play before the pay gate. Yeah, uh, and you don't have to play this. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the end, all you get is essentially loot. Yeah, you know, more just, cards or. Yeah, I guess I'm just thrown off a little bit by just like free to like free for a full game, but then twenty five for an expansion. I would have almost expected just a whole bunch of much, much, much smaller expansions or. Uh, new card packs, that kind of thing, to be the the norm there. And they do also the card pack transaction as well. This is a, an interesting experiment. I'm excited about it. I like Hearthstone a lot. So, and Next Reps is one of my favorite raids in World of Warcraft. So I'm excited to revisit it. So it's basically a single player to the card game, right? Is mm-hmm. that what I mean? The direction of this, you unlock, you fight your way through a yes. you versus CPU correct version of this. Does it add anything to multiplayer? Uh, I think the only thing it adds to multiplayer is the drops. So you get cards and bonuses for completing the the raid that you can then use in single player. Twitter tells us the hourglass, and everyone says that Ryan, 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 and Gus, everyone's very disappointed in you. Hey, I'm out of practice. I've been gone (laughs) a couple of weeks. I'm just like trying to get back into the live stream. I was mesmerized by this achievement hunter mug. Now inst. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Be more obvious with your product placement. Why don't you? Uh, Now I'm sad. I don't have anything to sell. Hey. Topo Chico. Chico. Wet your whistle with clean, refreshing Uh, Topo Chico. Not sponsoring this podcast. In other mobile game news, uh, (laughs) at RTX, Certain Affinity uh, announced that they are going, you know, they released their uh, Age of Booty Tactics, which is the mobile version of Age of Booty, and uh, it has Rooster Teeth personalities in it. It does. I don't know if you got a chance to play the game. I wouldn't call you a personality, guys. Well, it doesn't have me yet, but it does have Gavin so far. and Age of Booty was an Xbox Live title, I think, from back in like 08. I think, mm-hmm. I think Achievement Hunter did, I think Jeff did Achievement Hunter videos for it way back in the day that's, when it that's came out. free me, so yeah. I don't know. And uh, so, yeah, the game, it's a free iOS game, and if you want, you can pay like a buck 99 to get Gavin and Rooster Teeth inspired ships and curses. And you get to say Did, Age of Booty. T- tell me more about the curses, because I saw that I saw that you can have ships and curses, but it's like, was it to be like, curses? Oh, I'm so British. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be like a like a British pirate. And it's not working I'm very so, well. R, I'm so British. Well, you did say that Gavin's the only one out, so <laughs> his might be like, "Bring me a crumpet." Pretty <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. No, or walk the plank into the T. Yeah, no, <laughs> the big T into the T. <laughs> the curses are essentially like mm. attacks or human like magic spells, like uh, that you can oh, use against other Oh, those kinds of curses. Yeah. I was not I was, like bad words. Okay, well, that, that's a shame. That's really a shame. <laughs> But it's out now, and if you have an iOS device, it's free. Go check it out. I've been I've played a few Get games your booty on. since it came out, uh, and I think uh, I'm going to be the next captain. And there's voting going on right now. Uh, I made a journal entry about it on RoosterTeeth.com. So if you want to vote for my captain name, I guess you can go take a look at that. We'll put it in the patch notes. Whenever I have a pirate in a game, I I cannot help but call them a yargile. Yargile. Yes. Yargile. And they always like socks. Are they? Yeah. Do they have like tartan <laughs> patterns on them? If I could make that work, that would be great. Um, Seems like sweaters would be really hot for a pirate, though. Well, only tropical pirates. What are you mm. going to do about Norwegian pirates? Hey, I don't what do they still... call those Vikings? <laughs> still... Excellent point. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> still pirates. Um, Just putting that out there. Fair Just enough. Just with more, 100% more horned helmets. Man, you all are out of practice of having Gus on here. You all are talking Tangent and, City. Yeah. Not at all related to video games. No, we were apparently, uh, we were We were great. talking about we were, like, an iOS topic. game called Age of Booty Tactics. Which I don't know what Vikings you're talking Vikings and about. Argyle, apparently. It could. Yeah, well, why doesn't it? There you go, Age of Booty. There's your next DLC. 
Vikings and Vikings Argyle. and Argyle. That's what they can call mm-hmm. it. Um, oh, here's um sorry. Going back to the Hearthstone thing, someone just um, pointed out that you can buy the next wings with gold. It's earned in game, so it can still be yes. free to play. That makes oh, a lot more cool. sense to me. Yeah, I think it's uh, seven hundred gold. I think is thank the, you, uh, the Aaron Kinnear. You're the best. Um, in other news. Cliff Blazinski <laughs> announced he's coming out of retirement to make to make free to play mobas. Is what? How long was this retirement? Like less like, than a year? It was no, like two it was years, wasn't two? it? Or two and a half? It was. Uh, it was two. I think he left in 2012. Okay. Twenty-one month absence. Wow, so almost two years. Cool. Uh, so he's. Uh, they, they don't patronize me. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's partnering with Nexon America to create a PC arena shooter. What has Nexon made previously? Nexon, I believe, is most well known for like Maple Story. Okay. Uh, I don't think well, they. That's cool. They're known for a lot of huge titles in the U.S., but I believe they're a pretty big publisher in Asia. So now we're going to take Maple Story, and then we're going to add Chainsaw Guns. <laughs> yes. So all right, um, you're selling and me. And, and I got to admit, I'm intrigued. So it's a free to play sci-fi. It's a free to play sci-fi FPS that will offer a new take on an old favorite. What does that mean? I have no idea what that means. It means they're reinventing the wheel. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think. Thank you, translator Ryan. You're welcome. Now with fifty percent more sides. So, um, <laughs> and their his new studio is called Boss Key, and I think the uh, the game is codenamed Blue Streak. Yes. Yes. So that's which uh, I'm really glad that they're not called Brown Streak. <laughs> <laughs> that was a look. If you're not, if you're listening to this, I hope that the silence that followed really carried the look on Gus's face. <laughs> Brown streak. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, Cliff Blazinski was at Epic for many years and uh, is known for you know the Gears of War franchise and working quite a bit on Unreal Tournament. So I'm curious to see what his uh, his next game is. I did it, love Unreal Tournament. Interesting timing, considering. Black Tusk just recently announced that they're working on the next Gears of War game. And in fact, I think uh, Steptoe's over there working on uh, community relations for, yep. uh, for yeah, Black Yeah, so um, Steven Toulouse, who uh, he was with Xbox for a very long time as their director of enforcement. He was essentially director the band hammer. Enforcement? But he, he was like the band hammer. Uh, uh, I want that title. And, uh, Can we have and one of those? <laughs> just you, put on right. your business it's card. You, I don't have any. The, there what? you go. I know. Order some business cards and put Banhammer on it. Will do. Ryan the Banhammer. Well, no, I want the Order of Enforcer or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, we now have an Keeper actual Banhammer. Someone someone brought Bernie a Banhammer at RTX. Oh, was that the thing you were swinging around at one point? Oh, yeah. I heard a loud scared, crash and looked over and fucking Gus is wielding I scared giant the iron shit hammer. out of Barbara. <laughs> I was really we're tired. I'm pretty sure you destroyed a table, at the end too. Of the, it, it didn't. <laughs> and so I just like tried to I tried to destroy that table with that hammer and it did not. There it is. Oh, uh, here, here comes the bad uh, hammer. For those of you who can't see, it's a giant metal hammer. Uh, Bernie, you can hear it going clink on his ring. It's seriously made out of something very think, strong. This probably weighs like twenty five pounds. You think? Oh, let me see. Well, not it actually oh, it must not that. because that was a mistake. Someone this is uh, now. <laughs> uh, Bernie was talking to someone and they took it and they felt it and they hefted it a little bit and they said. Inaccurate. It's supposed to be 27 pounds. I would like to point out that it reads... So, apparently it's not 27 pounds. Okay. The hammer reads, Whomsoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Even Gavin. I like how you used to hear your daddy voice for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bringing this back on subject so that Gus doesn't get all upset at us. Thor's a subject. Uh, uh, Steven it's a was, Thor subject. He, he left yeah. Microsoft a while uh, ago. God <laughs> damn it. Barbara! <laughs> Uh, 
he so he left Microsoft a while back, mm -hmm. and he's um, he's worked on a couple of different projects, and now he's at Black Tusk as their director of community. Yes, and I do remember that uh, when Black Tusk uh, announced they were working on a new Gears of War, Cliff Blazinski did come out and basically say, "I am not remotely involved in this." Mm -hmm. He 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 did have to, but they did get. Um, uh, I was a Gears Viking. Oh, they got a... Uh, Who I'm sure wears a horned helmet. Bringing it back don't to Vikings. Don't tell me the Vikings don't wear horned helmets and ruin my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> they also announced, I think uh, it was also news this week, that the voice actor who plays Cole in Gears of War said on Twitter that he's going back into the studio to record more Gears of War dialogue. Oh, that's great. Which could potentially means that we may get Spoilers. some more train in hey. the, uh, in I the next... I always liked Cole. Cole's a good character. Yeah. I gotta ask, though. Does that mean anything to you? That, okay, Cliffy Coltrane? B's coming back. Uh... Does that tell you anything about this game or what the project is? Do you feel more confident because he's attached? What does that mean We don't mean know anything you? about it. I will say that That's he true. has a good track record. Okay. Uh, yeah. He was a fantastic level designer on Unreal Tournament. Gears of War was obviously very successful, even if it wasn't aimed at people like me who go, when we see lots of, like, curb stomping, essentially. Or chainsaw sword. Even though it's, even though it's really, guns. really fun to do at least once. Uh, <laughs> but he, he does have a very good track record with games, so... It lends confidence, and that's really all they have to go on right now since they haven't said anything about what the game's about, except that it's a new take on an old favorite, and, a and that it's a free-to-play FPS. FPS arena game. Yes. Well, I kind of wonder if it gets to the point where it's just they're going to throw money at someone like that to get their name on board, because now, again, we're talking about this game and know nothing about it other than he's attached to it. Right, mm -hmm. so it's like stunt casting. Yeah. Well, it could be like also, you know, when you're hyping a movie, when you get mm -hmm. excited about a director, like, oh, Steven Spielberg's making another movie. We got Tom Cruise. Hey, we got Tom oh, Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Don't know what it's about, but Tom Cruise like, is but, in it. So. But I really like his work, therefore yeah. it'll be good. But, yeah. Uh, well, well I, I, I guess I didn't mean to do this, but apparently a lot of my notes are in order of easy segue. Well, well, well. Speaking of Epic, I guess there's hey. a Fortnite gameplay trailer that was released the other day. I don't know if you had a chance to, there was, to check yeah. it out. I do, I do like also that they, they release them every couple of months just to say, still making it. <laughs> we haven't gone the way of uh, The Last Guardian. Well, this and, just is, like, and just like disappeared so no one knows well, what's going on. The Last Guardian, you haven't seen shit for, for, from for years. This one's at least like gameplay you can see. I think uh, the game, I think they said, is still like in the pre-alpha stage. And yeah, you this see. game looks really fun. I hope that it gets finished someday because I really <laughs> want to play it. Yeah, uh, let me take a look here and see exactly uh, what they said with it. But um, so it involved friends working together to create forts. Uh, it's supposed to be released in 2015. It's like a crafting horde mode sort of game. Right, it seems so this like is the one where you, you take the daytime, you make your fort, you build all this awesome stuff, and you build your traps and do all that cool stuff, and then the night comes and the zombies come, and you see how well you fare. Right. And I like that. That's a lot of fun. It seems like a really clever idea. It's kind of odd that it's taken such a long time to have it happen. Yeah, I think it was originally announced in 2011. Yeah. So it's been... And it seemed like a really cool idea in 2011. And it's, then nothing. Well, it's it been three years, so but if it does come out in 2015, we'll have <laughs> waited four years for it. Yeah. You can actually still go and sign up for their alpha on their site, uh, though they're not really talking about adding people to the alpha until 2015. Um, on there, though, Wait, they... Wait, alpha in 2015? It's, it said they were talking about letting more people into the Alpha in 2015. Okay. Um, That's terrifying. Well, and the other thing is a lot of, it, there's a survey questionnaire that comes with the sign up and it goes really in depth into the, how do you feel about, you know, free to play games? Have you made, you know, in-game transactions? So it looks like they might actually be kind of aiming to make it a free to play uh, microtransaction type game. Hmm. I mean, just based on the survey, like that doesn't necessarily tell you anything. They could just be going for general research. Interesting. Yeah. And, um, 
was it Project Spark also announced that they're finally going to have their official release date, which is in October? It is in October. Got, I, I, know I just navigated away from somewhere. it. Eh. Uh, but they, it's one of those weird things where I consider Project Spark to be out. Really? I do, because... Well, I guess they are selling much, things it's, in it's, it. Well, it's open or beta, and you can... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what they've done with the microtransactions, but they were implemented, so you can be putting money into it, even if it's in beta form. So it's almost like one of those games where out is just like... Yes. October 7th. Oh, October now. 7th. You know, but you... But uh, but will that have... Will that really change anything, or is it just like, you know, flipping the switch and going, yeah, I mean, I don't... When I when we saw the story was going to come up, I jumped into the beta access that I have uh, just to run around in it some more and see what people had done with it. And I mean, there's definitely people playing it. Uh, Project Spark. There's people playing. There's it. some people playing it. Uh, my early initial reaction to it, though, were that some of the things I downloaded and played that people had created were creative, but they weren't running great. Like it was a little slow and laggy and. Mm, Do you do this on a PC, I take it? No. This Xbox, Xbox One. one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is cool, though, that anything that if you're working on a project on the Xbox One, you can save it and then go start working on it on PC. Mm -hmm. But only if you're running Windows 8.1. Yes. Oh. Which added a thing. Well, now. It to added, make it run. <laughs> it added a thing. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, JD, uh, JD, Bernie's oldest, uh, has, he, he's been using it in like building villages and towns and games and stuff, and it... We love it for that reason because mm -hmm. it's this creative, awesome building tool. And I also saw that someone recreated the entire first mission of Fable in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you get all these other game types where people are making side scrollers and racing games and all this cool stuff. So I don't know the first thing about what I'm doing in it, but people are making things and they're really cool. Yeah, I've played someone's been recreating like a Zelda type world or Legend uh -huh. of Zelda type world where you go and there's villages and you got to go to Death Mountain and. Uh, collect stuff and run quests for villagers. It's like, wow, it's it's a pretty robust creation tool. That's great. And it's got to be a really good uh, sort of learning tool for people who want to learn how to make games because it's so high level. But when you do go into a person, you can give them, like you give them logic and you say mm -hmm. in, in conditionals so that they know how to react to different situations. It's, you know, those, it's, those conditional it's simple, statements can get deep. They get, yeah, like it's, it's very well presented. It doesn't look like, oh, well, here we start making an if then statement. <laughs> uh, or you know, looping hey, what's all wrong this with sort of stuff. Statements? They're great. They're just terrifying. You a conditional racist? <laughs> Conditionist. <laughs> uh, you know, but it, when you get into it, it is actually all the logic that someone would need to develop in order to program a game mm -hmm. at a at a you know at a lower, more uh, I guess hands-on, intricate level. I will say that when I played it and had the just issues with speed. It was a while back. It was several weeks ago. So hopefully by now they've kind of gotten that all ironed yeah, out. It's and been, it's still a beta. So that's been for a while. Yeah. Doesn't really necessarily mean anything about the final product. And the other part of that is whenever you open a, a system like that to anybody to create whatever they want, you never know what kind of QA that gets. So it's a sort None. of a. Exactly. It's crowdsourced QA. Uh, so sometimes you get a version of it that doesn't probably work very well yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to read this. Okay. Okay. Uh, to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Things Falling in the Control Room. Uh, <laughs> I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Blue Apron. Cooking and eating should be enjoyable, but if you're busy or health conscious or just don't know your way around the kitchen, it can be stressful. Ordering out is expensive and gets unhealthy fast. Cooking's a pain too. Finding and coming up with recipes, shopping for ingredients, dealing with leftover produce that goes to waste. Forget about it. You need Blue Apron to take the stress out of cooking. Here's how it works. For $9.99 a meal, they'll send you the right ingredients in the exact right proportions with simple recipe instructions right to your door. 
Meals are 500 to 700 calories per serving, way too low for how delicious they are. Blue Apron includes step-by-step instructions with pictures. It's idiot-proof. We'll find out about that. Um, They work around your schedule and your dietary preferences. Cooking takes about half an hour, and shipping is always free. You'll make meals like short rib burgers on pretzel buns, Kung Pao chicken tacos, and more. Kung Pao chicken tacos? You'll cook incredible meals and be blown away by the quality and freshness. Blue Apron, fast, fresh, and affordable. End the stress of cooking right now. Go to blueapron.com slash thepatch. Get your first two meals for free. That's two meals for free just for going to blueapron.com slash thepatch. I love living in the future. So is this <laughs> is this like how to impress a girl with your cooking for bachelors? Yeah. Pretty much. Whomsoever controls this service will cook with the ability of Julia Child. Stop it, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just like they ship you exactly what you need. They give you pictures on how to make it, and then you make it. That's great. Um, Instructables. Yeah, and then you try free two meals for free. Why not? Give it a shot. I'm going to try it. Um, so, man, I don't know. Well, we were just talking about Project Spark, right? Mm-hmm. So at RTX this past week, and you already mentioned that certain affinity was there, showing off Age of Booty. Um, Titanfall was also there, yep, showing off Titanfall stuff. And then they just announced <laughs> Titanfall, just, you know, stuff. Titanfall stuff. They just announced new DLC Titans for Titanfall falling. on uh, yesterday, on Tuesday. So Frontiers. Three Edge, new maps, right? right? Mm-hmm. Three new maps. Uh, yeah, uh, they don't Edge. have a release date yet. No, I don't not believe. yet. Uh, in fact, that's pretty much all I know right now is that it's three new maps on the edge of the frontier. Yeah. Uh, dig site, export, and haven I are what they're called. I liked the last maps they released. They're very cool, and I like the, the range they've got going on creatively. You can have swamps, you can have all that stuff, and you can have these super industrial sort of areas. So this is going to be a lot of fun, too. I hope that you can have an Old West shootout. <laughs> in your mechs. That would be fun. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. No, the only thing is I hope they don't do what they did with the last one, which originally when they came out, there were no achievements tied to the DLC. But then later on, they shoehorned in some. And they really? Were, I don't think you could do that. They I'd seemed get. to say they weren't going to do that, and then they absolutely hmm. did that. And the new uh, achievements were like, kill 100 pilots in this map. So there, oh. there's a bunch of them that are just really lame that force you to play those DLC maps over and over and over and over again. And they're good maps, but they don't hold up to just staying in that playlist. Well, I mean, constantly. if you have a task like that, also you mm-hmm. just get burned out. It's like I had, I my only goal yeah. is to kill a hundred pilots. Well, like, not that, but yeah. you can't always you can't pick the map, right. so you just have to play through the list over and over and over again. Hope you get to that map, and then when you get to that map, hope you get some kills. Well, speaking from a business standpoint, mm-hmm. that sounds like exactly why they did it is they go oh that more people will play this playlist and they'll get it. And there look, you got they're your money. Gonna, they're they're incentivized. That's the big word. That's the, that's the buzzword. They're incentivized to play more in that list. And, you know, every map they play, they're working towards it slowly. Here's the thing. No one wants to work towards anything slowly. No. So from a consumer standpoint, me. Don't do that again, Respawn. We're watching. <laughs> so uh, the season pass for Titanfall DLC is 25 bucks, but uh, this one, if you buy it on its own, is 10 I, And I think the 25 bucks gets you three DLC updates. They've committed to three. And this is, is going to be the second pass. one? Yeah, this is the second one. Still no new mechs, though. And I don't know if that's going to be a thing or not, but it seems like something people would like well, is they, one new chassis. It they seems said th- earlier that, that it was very unlikely. Mm-hmm. They said initially they were only going to have one mech, and they didn't add any additional ones until they could be sure that that one was balanced perfectly and that uh, that every time you add one more, and this makes a lot of sense just from any game design standpoint, the more classes you add, the more difficult it is to balance them all against one another. Uh, so they said not to get your hopes up about New Mex, but at the same time, I, I'd really I, it would be nice to see at least one. It, that's a fair point. I mean, they the three that they've got now do have a really good balance between them. Um, 
That being said, except for the Strider. Well, you, no, I like the Strider. Fuck that. I, I, lo- I, I love it too because they're so easy to blow up. Nah, it's because you've been playing people who don't know how to use it. They're great for Last Titan standing. You just get the uh, plasma railgun and you just stay on the edges. You, it's it's all about strategically staying out of the way with that mech, hmm. striking from the edge and just moving out of the way. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I, I I guess I have yet to see anyone it's truly effectively use tactical, it. Tactical, man. Because tactical. They 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 blow up real pretty. Well, they're not a one-on-one <laughs> mech. You don't want to throw down with somebody directly. Mm-hmm. They're a sneak-up-behind-you kind of mech. Yeah, I like using the ogre, and it's just like, <laughs> destroy, <laughs> beat you to death with your own arm. <laughs> um... Uh, and, uh, so who else was at RTX? We also had um, 343 there. Yep. Who uh, had a panel where they had actually announced some things. They announced coagulations coming back uh, for the Halo 2 uh, anniversary as part of uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. Bernie Burns, everybody. In other news, Bernie scared the shit out of me because I didn't know he was sitting right over there. In other, other news, Bernie's now a woo girl. And uh, <laughs> they also announced a new vehicle, the Gun Goose, which uh-huh. is a mongoose that's outfitted with a fuck ton of guns on it. Uh, and that's all going to be part of the Master Chief Collection, which is coming out later. Yeah, there it is. There's a picture of it. The, the gun, gun goose. goose. Um, so if you ever wondered what a fuck ton looks like, it's that. It's right there. No more than that. Just that. Is that a, that. Is that a metric fuck ton? No, Ooh, that's no, a good question. This is the future. Could be English. Oh. Four yeah. stones of fuck ton. <laughs> four fuck stones? There you go. Fuck four stones. That sounds like a really bad night. Yeah. Um, then what else do we have out there? Uh, they we showed Ascension. Or a VD. Oh, they did show Ascension. That looked beautiful. Gorgeous. Like looking off to the so side. Beautiful. Yeah, seeing uh, the skybox. It was, uh, it was really, really great looking. We also had Insomniac out there who showed off, um, I guess, eight minutes of Sunset Overdrive that they had not previously shown to the public. World they'd, shown a little, they'd shown a little bit uh, of what was at E3, uh, like the Herker, uh, which is up on the screen now. They showed... Uh, I think Eddie three, but what they did show at RTX that has never been seen before is like the intro cinematics and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they showed a. Oh my god, this game looks so fun! By the way, just all here's that. There's an Easter egg that that they told us about in here. That's uh, in this level. You're playing through obviously an an amusement park, and uh, in a in a nice little nod to Arrested Development, there is a banana stand. <laughs> there is, is there money in it? There is money in it, and it is on fire. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I got to play it very briefly, but while they were setting up and we were doing our mm-hmm. our, uh, our tech demos for Center Stage. How'd it feel? And it was fun. You know, it's a, it's a very fluid game. You know, it's, it's the kind of game you have to keep moving, you can't stop. It reminds me, just watching it being played, it's like if you were to take Borderlands and mix it with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, grind, it's, shoot! It's interesting that it's like, you... At first, you know, you pick up the controller and your first inclination is to, like, you know, look down the sights and aim. It's like, no, you don't really have to aim. Just kind of throw some destruction in that area uh-huh. and just keep moving and you're fine. You, you like, don't sweat the details. Yeah, I love how colorful it is. Also, I'm really looking forward to rail grinding on a roller coaster. <laughs> That's, I, w- I would play an entire game just to get to that part. Just yeah. to ride around on the roller coaster on foot. Yeah, and be able to <laughs> jump between the tracks. I mean... The I don't know if uh, who saw the um, the Travel Channel special the Rooster Teeth did with the uh, Iron Rattler, mm-hmm. but it'd be great to just like go on that like Sans car. I don't need that. <laughs> Do some loop de loops. Extreme. But- it makes me think. I saw a video the other day of a guy who had a pallet that he outfitted with little wheels on the bottom of it. I saw that. And he rode around on like rail tracks in the city, like where the where your city rail would go. Why? Because why not? He he looked really you could get comfortable. Hit by a train. He looked really it comfortable looked, on he that. He also looked he really just, cool. <laughs> he did. He was going down, and people would stop to look at him and go, "That dude's really cool." That's like a news story waiting to happen. Local kid riding around on train. 
luckily, now already on pallet. I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure it was foreign. He was foreign, so that kind of thing probably happens all the time. In fact, he was. You know those foreigners he, and pallets. He, in fact, he, he probably just ended up in some like either on the European uh, pallet rail autobahn or mm-hmm. in a thing? in a pallet traffic jam. Sure, why not? Get on it, Europe. Um, also at RTX. Sorry, I'm going to pivot here. Yeah. Also at RTX. Um, Sweet trials. Story. Fusion showed off uh, their new DLC. And also showed off Jack's slapping ability. Also showed off. Wow. Was, was that during the Trials Fusion? It was during I'm Trials Fusion. I'm pretty sure that was yeah. Trials Fusion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, For those of you who didn't see it, Jack slapped Gavin so hard he fell to the ground. <laughs> With reason. I mean, there was a thing, it was a game, you spun the wheel, it yeah. happened to be slap, and he slapped him, and Gavin went down like... Yeah, they played uh, some user-generated tracks and then uh, and then the, the new DLC. I got to meet the uh, creative director over at Red Links uh, before, the, uh, before the demonstration on stage, and he handed me his business card. His business card is a coin with the Red Links logo on it, and then his name and email address around the around the edges. That's it's cool, and also sounds very business expensive. card ever. Yes. He handed it to me. He's like, "Oh, here, can you get in touch with me?" I said, "I don't even want to give you my card now." <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm just embarrassed of so, my business card after seeing this. He's he's giving you not only a business card but change with which to make the call. Yeah. <laughs> but then you put the change and you're like, oh, fuck, what's you're the like, number? You're like, what was the number again? Yeah. You dial yeah. Then you're in big trouble. Yeah. Can, can you do that? No. You can I, do that. <laughs> no, actually you can. Well, really? on, if you can find a payphone. When's the last time you saw one of those? I see I see them around every now and again, but they They're never... They're yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know the last missing. time I've seen a functioning payphone. Covered in urine. Wasn't wasn't there a city that was working on converting old payphone locations into Wi-Fi hotspots? I think I read a story That's about smart. that. Yeah, where they were just ripping out the phone guts and just making it like a location for Wi-Fi. Hmm. That way you can like repurpose. Like municipal Wi-Fi. Right, for a city-wide Wi-Fi. Yeah. No, the other ones usually have credit card slots on them. Slight, slightly less funny if they're in the bays, though, and you just have a whole bunch of people standing in bays going... Mm-hmm. Yeah, signal's <laughs> only good for a foot and a half. You have to just cram <laughs> yourself in there. The more you pay, the further your signal gets twisted. <laughs> um, in other news... Mighty oh, no- oh, uh, oh. Uh, Twitter's telling us that uh, the jack slapping was actually during Age of Booty. That's what I thought. That was Age of Booty? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. it was Age of Booty. I apologize, Internet. I was wrong. Exactly. I remember seeing but the... But the point is, Jack slapped Gavin and it was funny. Yes. The wheel Let's was focus at the, on the positive. The wheel was at the certain affinity booth, I was pretty sure. Okay. Uh, I was well, there's one other certain. It's not a really new release thing, but... Uh, uh, Destiny was also at RTX. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Destiny mm-hmm. was there. Uh, they showed off some PvP, uh, 6v6, and... I got to play. They were donating money to Make-A-Wish, I believe, for uh-huh. uh, every game, uh, either in Bungie's name or in the other captain's name. Right. Uh, so you got to play some? I got to play, and honestly, I initially was a little bit more hesitant about Destiny, having you know seen some of the earlier stuff, and then they had that public alpha a while back, but... It's come a long way since the last time I saw it. It, it felt really good. It plays great, doesn't it? Yeah, and they, they definitely looked... Uh, my earlier problems, their thoughts about it were that it looked like there was missing detail mm-hmm. to a lot of the world. Uh, it looked great. Like, they definitely have added more textures. It looks much more refined. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It felt good as a PvP game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the modes we were playing were 6v6, um, and uh, we played through a variety of maps, and they showed off some of the maps had uh, had uh, vehicles. Let's say they uh-huh. showed off a little more of the vehicular combat, yeah. which I hadn't really seen too much of previously. Also, they kept the green thumb configuration in the controller. Really <laughs> Are you a green? I'm a green Did thumb. Did you do that? Yeah. You were ruining the controller for the next person who came up to play oh, after you. Sucks for them. <laughs> no, no, I just revolutionized their world. Also, it was the last game, so. 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> what you should really do is just like walk up and set every controller on the claw and then just watch people. <laughs> Go and set them all to inverted before and like the other team. You're a I got monster. To be, I got to be on stage as a, as a captain helping people along and I played a little bit so every time we had new people up, I was like, okay, change your inversion settings now. This is where it is. Make sure the controls how you want. This is the default look sensitivity. This is higher. This is lower. And I was like, do it now. That way we can get our asses kicked more efficiently. <laughs> the bunch of guys do not let up. We, I played one game. It was me and five guys against, you know, the, the Bungie team. And uh, they were a little, Bungie was a little ahead of us. My team started catching up and we got pretty even. And I thought, oh, they're just letting us catch up. They're like kind of, you know, rope-a-doping us. But then they pulled ahead and won. And then I asked them after the game, I was like, so were you, you know, did you ease up on us? Did you let us catch up? They're like, we don't know how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) We just go for the kill. My dial only sticks at 11. Yeah. So I felt good that we at least got a little bit close. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was a great event. We had a ton of mm-hmm. uh, a big uh, games. We had a ton of uh, other smaller independent developers too, like Certain Affinity. Uh, Devolver was there, who's a you know a publisher, and they were showing off a, a bunch of stuff. I think they had Hotline Miami too, uh, the Talos Principle, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. They've been a long time on. RTX exhibitor too, haven't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. Iron Galaxy was there, showing off Dive Kick Edition Edition, uh, some Killer Instinct stuff. Uh, which is pretty cool. We walked in the show floor the night before and saw the big Contagion banner hanging from the roof, oh, mm-hmm. and Bernie immediately got so happy because he didn't know it was going to be there. Mm. <laughs> and the behemoth was there. They yeah. had the cupcake. Oh, my God, the cupcake game, was so cute. Four. Yeah. They called it a life-sized cupcake. That cupcake, that, that was, I want to live in that world like, for that like a life-sized like cupcake. cupcake. Like a life-size living cupcake? I think they mean That from uses its own frosting well, as ammunition? <laughs> I think they mean from the game. Like that's oh. how big it would be oh. if it were in our oh. world. This thing was huge. How big? It was probably like four feet tall. Yeah, I'm really short, so I'm, it's hard for me to compare. <laughs> it was huge. So it was even bigger for you. Yeah. It was just like this massive cupcake. Yeah. So it was this cool little badass cupcake. And of I was going to walk off with it. The Behemoth brought out their uh, their big arcade cabinets to play some of their, their previous work. Yeah, so it was, the whole thing was really cool. Yeah, it was really Lots good. Lots of good games Really there. great to see them. Uh, people that were not at RTX include uh, Comcept, who's working on Mighty Number no. Nine, Mighty who no. just reopened their, or they set new stretch goals in their uh, crowdsourced fundraising for the Quite game. What the segue? <laughs> yeah. In order, the new stretch goals are to add English and Japanese voice acting to the game. So there's already English. No. Or is it all going to be text? It's all text, I believe. And now they set another $200,000 in stretch goals, 100000 for Japanese voice acting, and another 100000 for English voice acting. Uh, and I believe Mighty Number no. 9 is still set for a 2015 debut. Uh, I'm going to double-check that right now. Uh, so the Mighty Number no. 9 is made by Com- a studio called Comcept, which is started by Keiji Ifune, who was the guy who originally created Mega Man. And you can tell if you look at the uh, videos for Mighty Number no. 9, it's definitely very... Uh, Mega Man inspired. So let me get this straight. They were shooting for $900,000 in funding. They got $3.8 million. Yes. And they didn't include any voice acting in that. No. Okay. Just want to make sure that I was clear on this. Yep. <laughs> See, what did, it, what did it include? It included more stages, Mac Linux versions, New Game Plus, a documentary, Boss Rush Mode, PS3, 360, and Wii U versions. I want to say, did they... F- Oh, yeah, they got, and then they got next gen, so they got a uh, PS4, Xbox, Xbox One, One. Mm-hmm. Vita, and 3DS versions, so all kinds of stuff. Now, but, you know, looking at the footage we just showed, though, it almost seems like having voice acting in that would be detrimental. It really take me out of playing that game. Oh, you like you expect to see like the speech bubbles and yeah. like, the text filling in. That actually, it's it almost an intentionally fit with the retro. Style. Yeah, maybe it's an option. I, I bet it, it'll be an option where you can enable or disable. 
I hope so, because that. No, would... that, that's going to be another two hundred thousand on top. <laughs> no, that's, that's cheap. That, you can get that on cheap. I think that's just another twenty-five thousand. You think a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> is realistic for adding sound, voice acting? You got to hire actors. How many? You write lines. Yeah, writers. I guess they're already you writing have to the lines. Program though. them in. If they have like the speech bubbles, they already have to have them written, right? Yeah, I mean they already have the the dialogue, or they will have no you more gotta, money to spend. You got to rent studio time. There you See, go. See, here's the here's yeah, the downside for any of that stuff. Computer mic bath. One, if you're gonna have voice acting, it needs to be all the way through. I'm trying to remember. There was the game I was playing not too long ago, uh, where there was sometimes voice acting and then sometimes just text, and it was the most jarring thing because you had no idea when it was gonna be uh-huh. just text bubbles and when suddenly someone was gonna start talking and continue the conversation. Really weird, really inconsistent. Wish I remember what the game that was so I could call it out properly. The internet you know will probably what, know. You the know internet, where you are, the, the internet knows everything. I think I played this game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Uh, we've talked about it previously. If not on the patch, then then you and I have discussed it because it was just fucking annoying. Uh, that's one thing. But the other thing is when there is voice acting in those games where they're basically narrating a speech bubble, you do this. A, 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 A. Just get me through this. Come on. Well, it seems like almost like if they're going to do voice acting for a game like that, like you would expect a fake gibberish language. Yeah. Kind of like in Papers, Simlish. Please, where it's like, you know, just like yeah. whatever. You just have like that noise. So. You, it doesn't slow you down. You can skip it. You don't feel guilty. Yeah. And, well, I mean, it's, there's so many things in that game that are probably non-human or very... It'd be weird. It's like, oh, you've got this character to talk. Uh, but, I, I mean, it actually might be kind of funny if you had everybody. Like, that guy, the enemy, he's fighting. He's like, going, hey, there's a guy over there. Ah! Really <laughs> they would probably that get annoying really fast. <laughs> Especially if they all had the same voice. Like, every level just becomes... And they only have three lines each to right. rotate between. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, I, you're right. I hadn't thought about it as being a potential negative for the game until you pointed it out. I think I agree with Ryan. Thank you. I think yeah. I would disable that option. Um, also, another news, Borderlands announced... Borderlands. Borderlands. Gearbox announced the new title they're working on, which is not Borderlands. It's not Borderlands, but Borderlands is a perfect jumping off point into that discussion, in my opinion. Because Borderlands, the pre-sequel, is not going to be on next-gen consoles because Gearbox basically said it's not worth developing for next-gen yet because there's not enough evidence of a hardware install base to be worth uh, developing that for. It's their, I would argue that it's by far their biggest, most successful IP. So they're going to take a new IP and they're going to develop it for, uh, for Xbox One and PS4. A whole new IP. Yeah, for a but, low install base, but they're not going to put their biggest, most successful IP on the there. The new IP doesn't come out until 2016, so they're going to give the install base another two years on PS4 and Xbox One to catch up. That being said, they're basically admitting that in two years they're going to have their flagship title that no one's going to want to buy. Yeah, I mean, because everyone will have moved to the new. Platform. I think that's no, the it's going to be on the new platforms. Well, no, no, the, I mean, you're, you're, you get resale Borderlands. on Borderlands, Borderlands Two, sure. and the new uh, pre-sequel. What may also have been the case is it may be built on an engine that's very specifically tuned for previous gen, that's like 360, PS3, likely, yeah. and they don't want to bother porting it up just for to resell copies. They're not Rockstar. They're not, you know, it's not Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, well, I'm just going to go. I'm going to put it out there and say that I think that's inconsistent uh, messaging. That it's not worth developing for yet. Oh, but we're making a whole new IP that doesn't have the kind of uh, fan devotion the Borderlands has. Well, they're, I'm sure they're also working on a Borderlands three. I really, I, I really hope so. I love Borderlands. Borderlands I would is a great love game. very much to play it on the new consoles because it'd be even prettier. So yeah. So uh, I'm gonna be a little bit shitty about it until I get one, until I get my way. I mean, there's some art styles that just don't really necessarily rely as much on newer hardware to get 
their message across. Borderlands is probably pretty close to one of those. I mean, mm -hmm. you can give it more polygons, but it's not like they're going for high uh, definition textures. Uh, Twitter tells Twitter tells me that the game that I'm talking about with the inconsistent voice acting, inconsistent voice acting, was Nino Kuni, and they're right. Oh, that's hey. right. That's <laughs> a fucking game. I love that game, but that's the worst. Yeah. It's, it was so inconsistent. It was the worst thing ever. I'm going to agree with you that Borderlands is one of the games that would age better because it's got that more cartoony, stylized look to it. Does mean I wouldn't like to play it on the new consoles. Even uh, even Battleborn had a very unique look to it. I thought they uh, did not go for a realism uh, or realistic look to it. It's very like cartoony. Uh, it's look funny to it. too because the um, Bethesda's new free to play. Uh, one battle, battle cry. cry also has that kind of stylized, little bit cartoony look going to it. Mm. I really wish they'd just like gotten together and had a discussion and been like, "Look, let's not be super confusing." But they didn't do that. Battle Cryborn. Battle Cryborn. Um, uh, which is not to say that the two games are going to play similarly because I think they'll actually play very differently. But the the whole sort of cartoony, stylized things with the battles, with the we're coming out later on, is just. So they That's going to take some work. So in their release, they said if Borderlands 2 is a shooter looter, Battleborn is a hero shooter. So it's a combination MOBA FPS, apparently. A hero shooter. Yeah. So I guess like you play your hero kind of like I guess in a MOBA that just shoots. Would it be better to call that a shooting hero rather than a hero shooter? It seems to imply you're just, you're running, around just hero, running around heroes. shooting heroes, yeah. which would also be a really fun game. Did you ever play? That's kind of sad. Um, did you ever play Overlord? Overlord, uh, the it's like almost like Dungeon Keeper, right? Only it was yeah, is that it was kind of I mean honestly the gameplay the was pretty flawed. Bad guy, right? Yeah, I always felt like it was like Pikmin for the non Nintendo consoles, except that you're a bad guy. You basically play the bad guy trying to kill all the heroes. It's not trying to trap the heroes coming into your dungeon, but it is very much using your minions to go through and you know kill all the sheep. So it's kind of every like game has something about sheep, uh, and you know ravage the land and be the bad guy. But it's a lot of fun. So also kind of like the new Fable game. Where yes. you play yes. the bad guy setting all the minions, or you can play as the villain setting all the minions and the traps against the four heroes who come in to uh, try to beat your dungeon. Yeah, I felt like that didn't get quite enough uh, tension at E3, but I loved I love that kind of asymmetrical gameplay where you have you can have like evolves with the four v one with the fable. You have one person who's doing something completely different to the other people. And it's a lot of fun. The and it looks like are having their day. Yeah, and it looks like being able to do that to to set up the maze and try and stop all the heroes would be a really fun side to be on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm look, I, I want to play that that side of the game so much. Absolutely, that sounds so cool. I mean, I'm not going to be able to find any heroes to play against because we're all going to be trying to be the villain. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got one more thing to read here. Uh, I want to remind everyone this episode of the patch is also brought to you by NatureBox. I'm going to say something that's going to surprise you. Say it, Gus. You ready for this? I'm ready. What? You should be snacking more. You need to be snacking more. What's wrong with you, Ryan? I, I thought I was snacking <laughs> at an optimal level, but I guess I was wrong. How can you tell me to snack more? I'm going to get fat. Well, here's why. Oh, that was my line. Sorry. Yeah. How can you tell me to snack more? I'm going to get fat. <laughs> uh, here's why. I discovered NatureBox.com. NatureBox gives you hundreds of delicious snacks. Thanks for their participation. I mean delicious, I'm and don't you, feel guilty about eating them because they're better for you. With nat They're natural with zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup. You'll even find snacks that are low sugar, non-GMO, and without gluten, and they ship for free. You know that cranky moment around 3 p.m. when you're ready to tear into anything? Just grab PB&J granola from NatureBox or baked sweet potato fries or sweet blueberry almonds. The sweet blueberry almonds are awesome. Uh, no more hungriness. No more crankiness. Now I'm going to make you really happy. 
If you try naturebox.com right now, you're gonna get 50% off your first box. Go to naturebox.com slash the patch. You should be snacking, but you have to snack smarter. Stay full, stay strong, do what we all do. Go to naturebox.com slash the patch, get 50% off your first month's your first month's box. Your first Naturebox.com slash the patch. The first munch on the first month. Naturebox.com slash the patch. A month of munching. Speaking oh, of which, yeah. hit me with those bruschetta pops. Yeah. Oh, I thought we had blueberry almonds here. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I suspected the thing. blueberry almonds just just quietly go missing anytime they come in. Those things are not quiet. <laughs> They're <laughs> crunchy. There's nothing crunchy about that. Um, one of the more disturbing stories I read this week that I, I, I passed on to talk about is titillating. GameStop well, may be ooh. seeking to get themselves involved with game development yeah. more early in the process. I lost my titillation. Uh, I guess yeah. as part of like the exclusive content that they curate. Which we kind of saw something like that with, say, I think Halo 4 had exclusive armor sets for who the three major retailers that were mm -hmm. doing pre-orders. Like there was right. Best Buy, but GameStop. take that, mm -hmm. and then instead of armor sets that are mostly or purely cosmetic, say mission. Yeah, like, yeah exclusive like, these levels are only available. That you can only get if you buy it from GameStop. It, it, which makes you then wonder you've got you're going to have platform exclusives uh -huh. plus you're going to have you're going to have like platform exclusive content like what Destiny's doing with uh, with a lot of the PlayStation stuff uh, and is a I mean it's a that's the one that everyone's been talking about at least even though that's a very common practice and then take that and add retailer exclusive on top of it. So unless you buy the PlayStation version of this game at GameStop you're, you're missing out on what two to four missions and just like or you're going to pay five extra bucks to get the DLC. Well, and it's going to end up being two to four missions of just fluff. I mean, it's going to be filler, whatever it is, but it may be good filler. You never know. Yeah. Well, Something that goes that way. Then, then the dilemma comes up: Is it additive, or are they cutting things out of the game that they would include otherwise? Cutting like now with now that I can buy every game launch day on my Xbox One and my PlayStation 4 and I don't have to go to the store, I, I do not have a single physical copy of a game. I was in Best Buy the other day and I walked by the gaming section and thought, holy shit, I have not come here to buy a game in a long time. And when, at what point does Microsoft get in on this with their you know marketplace, which is selling you these digital copies of the game? Like, when do they enter that fray? Well, they already yep. have. There's already platform-exclusive stuff, like you were talking about with Destiny. Well, what the if there's platform-exclusive platform. and marketplace-exclusive? Oh, be... I see oh. what you're saying. I think it'll be a while before we see that kind of thing, because to be honest, Microsoft always seems a little bit terrified of retailers. Because <laughs> if, you know, if, say you're GameStop and you have, I'm just throwing this out there, this is not actually the ratio by any means, but say 50% of the, of the game market share. And so... Uh, you don't want to piss that guy off because they could stop stocking your stuff and then you lose 50% of your sales. Yeah, but then they lose a bunch of revenue. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they could play a little more hardball. Those people, yeah, would, but, but you're not eliminating Microsoft the demand. Microsoft doesn't play hardball. Yeah, the Hard demand's just going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's they've been really scared about it in the past. You remember when they first uh, started selling Xbox games via the marketplace and they were the prices were always way higher than yeah. they than they would be in stores and that's because Microsoft was selling them at like the max recommended like MSRP whatever mm -hmm. it is while the stores could sell them a lot Slightly lower mm -hmm. and that Microsoft was basically making themselves not competitive because the retailers would get too upset about that. Yeah. Well, and I don't know what the back end cost of that is either. I mean, there's a fair amount of hosting and delivery fees that would go into just a purely digital version of that game. So it could be that it's maybe price prohibitive to do that in some cases for Microsoft. So maybe they're not really looking to get into that game too aggressively. They like having just a little slice of it, not the whole pie. They've they've done a lot over the last couple of years too. It's been growing this very slowly. 
very quietly. Well, and the prices very go down as time goes on. So the it gets going to continue getting cheaper for them to do this as technology advances. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, it's going to be way cheaper for them to do digital delivery if it's not already. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'm look I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> so you talked we talked briefly there again about beta about sorry, about Destiny and their platform exclusive. Uh, they I guess outlined their their beta. Uh, which is launching this month. It launches on PlayStation platforms July 17th and the Xbox platforms July 24th. And they also outlined their numerous collector's editions. <laughs> numerous. There's the Destiny Ghost Edition, Destiny Limited Edition, and the downloadable Destiny Digital Guardian Edition, all in addition to the regular Destiny Edition. They uh, also so, started talking a little bit about their plans for DLC, mm -hmm. uh, which is one of the reasons I was talking about the platform exclusives is because even their DLC is going to include some content that only goes on PlayStation. I thought until, it was, until fall 2015. Yeah. It's yeah. timed. But when, you have, but when it's yeah. up to a year timed, like it yeah. may as well be permanently exclusive. I mean, everyone yeah, thinks like that the month exclusive for Call of Duty maps on Xbox is insane. Well, not insane, but they're just like, that's. I have to wait a month? That's crazy. Now try waiting until for an extra, well, up to an extra year to get the content on Xbox, and that's... That but the season passes cost the same, mm -hmm. so the DLC is priced equivalently, you just don't get some stuff. I wonder if that's going to start... I mean, this practice is becoming more and more common. I wonder if that's going to start causing some consumer unrest in the sense that some of these people that are going to buy these games, not you know, just Destiny, but many platform or you know, multi-platform games, have one or the other. It's like they're not going to go buy a PS4 just to play Destiny. So they're probably going to be kind of ticked off. Or what if? What's the backlash on that? I you wonder. also wonder if a lot of people are waiting for a big AAA mm -hmm. game like Destiny before they make their console purchase, and a, a decision like this is influenced by the facts. Like, oh well, the DLC is going to be exclusive for up to a year on a PlayStation platform. I'm going to buy that because this is the game I'm really looking forward to. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the goal of these long-term exclusivity deals is to influence that decision and the get sales, someone involved. Yeah. In well, the it platform. absolutely is because then you get. Uh, like if you're the first one of your buddies to buy it and you buy it on PlayStation, you're going to want all your buddies to buy it on PlayStation yeah. as well so that you can all play together. It's like the South Park trilogy about the next-gen console launches. <laughs> you want to get all your friends on the same page. You made so, a funny face. Why did you make a funny I'm face? I'm sorry. I did make a funny face because uh, Elliot Finn on Twitter just said that uh, Alien Isolation is getting an exclusive mission starring the original movie cast only at GameStop. Yep. Mm. So, so the there's the first example of that being a terrible, terrible thing. But <laughs> Sigourney Weaver is going to be in it, so that's something. Yeah, that's, that's BRB cool. going to GameStop. Uh, <laughs> so, fast, I just want to outline the uh, different Destiny uh, editions here. The limited edition is packed in a steelbook case, includes a collectible folio and a batch of bonus in-game content. The Ghost Edition additionally includes a letter of introduction, a physical collection of Golden Age relics, and a light-up motion-activated ghost statue featuring voice recordings from actor Peter Dinklage. And the super extra that limited came edition. From the moon. Super extra limited edition comes with me delivering it to your house for only a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> and if you pay him an extra five dollars, you can cut the butt. That's true. All special editions Hugs are five dollars. All special editions include a copy of the game and a Destiny expansion pass, which grants access to two expansions planned for future releases. Then the expansions are can be purchased separately as a thirty four nine nine bundle or each for nineteen ninety nine. So they're bundling in the season pass essentially with the Yes. Okay. Which is a thirty five dollar value. That's a clever idea. Yeah. It seems like you really get, essentially you're getting like $35 of credit back mm -hmm. for uh, for your purchase. Speaking of credit, did you guys hear about uh, <laughs> that some people on Xbox 360, not everyone, and we don't know what the conditions are yet, but some people, uh, when they turn their Xbox 360 on and log into Xbox Live, they're getting promotional offers of uh, like a $75 promo credit if they buy an Xbox One. 
I saw that, I, but no one can figure out how they're selecting these people. Yeah, it's uh, so far we do know that it's not based on gamer score because there have been a huge range of gamer score. It's not based on uh, Xbox Live Gold tenure because there's people who have been on for eight plus years and haven't got it, and people who uh, just renewed last month and got it as well. So it's I don't know if it's random if they just went let's take ten percent of people and do and and, and see how this goes. Maybe it's the, a pilot program to figure out. You want a cynical answer? I bet it's based on how much they spend on the marketplace. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that would make that would make perfect sense. Uh, but currently, at least the the conditions aren't public. Mm-hmm. But a whole bunch of people did report getting. Here's the weird thing: is a whole bunch of Canadians reported getting the offer, but the terms and conditions say it's only available. Like the term that <laughs> it's <laughs> only in the U.S. Uh, Maybe 50, there's someone working there. Fifty just states and the District of Columbia. Just really likes to annoy Canadians. Like, hey, ha, ha. oh, sucks to be you. Yeah, so it's a weird promotion, but it it would be cool to say I get an Xbox and now I can immediately get a game and then some for free. I think 75 bucks, that's an interesting number. It's like, is that a tipping point in purchasing a $400, $500 console? Well, if you, buy the, if you buy the Connectless $400 mm-hmm. one, and then you get another $75 I mean, it's in, in stuff, because you, you definitely want to get a game with a console. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like 20% in off, case. essentially? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, so, a I mean it's, a, it's a good it's deal. It's a decent little knock to the price. Uh, it's just weird that it's so limited. Like, why w- why wouldn't you give that you go bankrupt if they gave or, it all out? Maybe. I know. <laughs> That's why maybe I think your answer makes sense. The people who spend the most on marketplace can they want to reward the people that will pr- mm-hmm. one probably take advantage of it and buy it, and two will just feed that money right back into the system. Yeah. But hey, that's complete right. well, speculation. 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 Yes. Right. Patch viewers, if this is if you have got it, the offer, let us know if you ha- if you spend a whole bunch of money on Xbox Live Marketplace, and maybe that'll help we'll us figure this shit narrow out. this down. Because I would very much like to know what the conditions are. Hashtag Ryan was right. No, no hashtags. Fuck those things. <laughs> You're not a hashtag um, fan. <laughs> Did you see the? Oh, sorry, were we going to talk about something? I was going to talk about a game. Oh, you look pumped for it too. Like, well, like, we're uh, just because we're getting close to the end, and this game came out no, last got week. Time. Look. And uh, Ryan's going to like to talk about this game because he knows about everything on PC. I know uh, Do you remember um, Divinity Original Sin? No. So this is a game that got kickstarted last year. Uh, okay. And it's uh, it's like a turn-based tactical RPG. Um, I, I, why do I not know about this game? It sounds right up my alley. They just released on Steam. Okay. And so you have two characters. You have like a, like a team, and you can decide which classes they are and all that sort of stuff. It's really cool. I I was playing it before this, and uh, I just started playing, and I pretty much just spent like my entire time allotment <laughs> making the characters pretty. This looks like <laughs> the kind of game really that's cool. right, uh, perfect for me. Yeah, I, I, it's great. You, it's like a sort of like point and click. You drag the mm-hmm. mouse, and you'll you'll start. Your guys will sort of go in that direction, um, attacking. It's got you know, all the looting and that sort of stuff. It's a three D isometric view, really cool. It came out on Steam, I think it was last week, and it's funny. I I disregarded it initially just because of the name. For whatever reason, the name made me think of, do you remember there was a game that came out in like 2000 where you were like a cherub killing oh, like all these yeah. like, And it was just, it was this terrible game. It was super gory where you play as this cherub who's bringing wrath to all the evil doers. There's and, a game where you're murder cupid? Yeah, murder <laughs> cupid. That, that made, like diaper and everything? Yeah, yeah, you straight up have the diaper. It was weird and it was honestly, it was kind of a shitty game. How I thought. have I never heard of this? And so for whatever reason, that image stuck in my head and got attached to the, the word divinity. divinity. And so I just saw the name of this game and went, 
nah, not really interested. <laughs> and then I watched a trailer without knowing what the name of it was and thought, this game looks amazing. And then figured out, oh, it's Divinity. I did the same thing with Bioshock back so in the day. Messiah is the name, Messiah, was the name of that there game. there we go. That's I gotta why. gotta go look up Messiah. Uh, it's <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to me that you're talking about like, turn-based games in Bioshock, because the next thing I wanted to talk about was Ken Levine talking about his pet project that never got off the ground, which was a turn-based tactical Vita interpretation of Bioshock set in pre-fall rapture. Can I just say that I wish that man would have just zipped his lips, because if I didn't know that that was a project <laughs> they might have been working on, then I wouldn't be as upset as I am that it's not real. Is mm -hmm. that really a title that you would have wanted? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I love the Bioshock. I, I love the Bioshock universe. Uh -huh. I think it's it's really great. Occasionally super confusing, but really cool. Uh, I love tactical turn-based games. I would that would have been the perfect way to bring that franchise to a handheld. But it's Vita. Did, well, did, yeah, but after it went on Vita, <laughs> it could possibly go on 3DS. You know. Um, Has did, anything did, ever gone that route? Or, or it, could end up, <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could end up on the PSN store. That's a road later untraveled, on. my friend. Did you hear his reasoning? No. It's going to make you even more sad. Let's hear it. Okay, now this is a quote. 2K and Sony couldn't put a deal together last time I checked, Levine tweeted. They seemed way more optimistic about this back in 2011. Wish I could do it myself, but lawyers and that. I still love my Vita. <laughs> Essentially, it seems like it boiled down to a lack of agreement on terms. Lawyers suck, right? <laughs> Man. It's not like a technical limitation. It's not <laughs> like, oh, we couldn't find enough people. It's literally... Yeah, we couldn't come to a business agreement to do this, so we're just well, not going to do it. Well, here's the thing, right? So now that he's all indie and he's like, oh, I'm going to do the small studio thing, whatever. Now he can do a spiritual successor. Yeah, but he handed over the reins of the Bioshock universe to right, 2K no, Merit. Right, no, spiritual successor. Right. You know, in the same but, way that, that when um, Firaxis <clears throat> like, didn't have, they couldn't do Civ, or was it, no, they did Alpha Centauri. They did, yeah. And then they couldn't do that anymore, so they're like, oh, it's Civilization now, or was it the other way around? Anyway... You can have spiritual successors, like well, the fact that, that the civilization the beyond Earth is yeah, a... Look at, look at how different it is. I mean, Bioshock is a spiritual successor to System Shock, which is already... I mean, yeah, I can I can see that, but it's not really close enough. It's not the universe you're invested in. It's not pre-fall rapture. Spiritual inception? <laughs> spiritual distant third cousin twice removed? Right, like how far away hey, from look, the original... Look, once, once you get down to like third cousin whatever, then it's cool, right? Yeah, then it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. You'll have to go there. <laughs> uh, um, either way, that's really sad. I would. I think the it's a beautiful universe, and I would like to see a lot more stuff in it. Oh my god! Imagine, especially once you start uh, shifting between dimensions or realities, that would get crazy. That's when you switch platforms, and you have to put your data <laughs> down, and you have to figure out like it's a game that like jumps around. Like you somehow linked all on a back end. It's like now the reality is you're playing on a 3ds. And you have to pick up your 3ds and play it there. That would be the biggest. Smallest system seller of all time. God, can you imagine the licensing fees for that? that I can see Ryan awesome. getting a headache. Ugh. Or like, yeah, or you, if in order to do that, you would have to have bought a full retail copy of the game on every platform <laughs> to like truly take advantage of the uh, the multi universe of the multiverse. Uh, so we're, we're 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 pretty much at time. No, look, loads of sand. No, we started that six minutes no, late. You know, perfect. we started it late. Uh, maybe so, maybe we started late. No, we we started pretty much that. on time. So I want to thank everyone for watching. We'll be back on Monday with an episode of RT Podcast and next Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. See you guys then. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Love you guys.